Hi friends. On last week's episode, we discussed how people can become addicted to social media, how cognitive biases that we don't know even exist in our brains are being manipulated by almost every social media that exists and how your phone is essentially a hacker in your pocket. The feedback this week's been absolutely fantastic. I've got so many tweets and messages from people saying that they are trying to reduce their phone time and this has helped to open their eyes to why it's not necessarily their fault. This week, I'm sitting down with Kai Wei, who is the CEO of thelightphone.com, and they think that they have developed a product which can enable us to spend more time off-screen. I do think that there's an important question to be asked here, and it is, can we fix the problem of too much technology with more technology? That's a question you'll have to answer yourself. Also, I do want to say that I was not sponsored or paid to uh, interview Kai, and I found him off my own back because of how interested I was in the product, and I wanted to hear his philosophy on it. I also want to say that I'm considering buying one after my conversation with him, but that's completely independent. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce the costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you are improving efficiency by bringing all your business processes into one platform. Over 37 thousand companies have already made the move so do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by popular demand NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com modern right now. That's netsuite.com modern. This episode is brought to you by Crafted London. Finding men's jewellery that doesn't suck is very difficult and Crafted London have nailed it. They're the number one men's jewellery company worldwide. They're sweatproof, waterproof, heatproof, and gym-proof. They've got custom designs in gold and silver, necklaces, chains, pendants, bracelets, rings, and earrings. If you've seen me on any of the big cinema episodes on YouTube wearing a necklace, it will always be from Crafted. I absolutely love it. It works with formal wear, casual wear, whether it's daytime or nighttime. All of their pieces are super high quality. The designs are great, and uh, I love them. That's It's all I wear. Also, they have an unlimited lifetime guarantee so if your piece breaks for any reason at any point during the entire life of the product they will give you a new one for free get a 15 percent discount site-wide on everything by going to bit.ly slash cd wisdom and using the code mw15 at checkout that's bit.ly slash letter c letter d wisdom and mw15 at checkout this episode is brought to you by whoop 
I've worn Whoop for over four years now, since way before they were a partner on the show, and it is the only wearable I have ever stuck with because it's the best. It is so innocuous, you do not remember that you've got it on, and yet it tracks absolutely everything 24-7 via something from your wrist. It tracks your heart rate, it tracks your sleep, your recovery, all of your workouts, your resting heart rate, your heart rate variability, how much you're breathing throughout the night. It puts all of this into an app and spits out very simple, easy to understand, and fantastically usable data. It's phenomenal. I am a massive, massive fan of Whoop, and that is why it's the only wearable that I've ever stuck with. You can join for free, pay nothing for the brand new Whoop 4.0 strap, plus you get your first month for free, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can buy it for free, Try it for free, and if you do not like it, after 29 days, they will give you your money back. Head to join.whoop.com slash modernwisdom. That's join.whoop.com slash modernwisdom. So here we go. Kaiway. So, Kai, welcome to Modern Wisdom. Very good to meet you. Thanks for having me. Thank you Please. very much for coming on, man. Um, you are CEO of The Light Phone. Uh, that's correct. So I got introduced to the product from a friend who just linked me to it online, and I had a, I had a browse around, and it seemed it's a real, um, a real unique device as far as I can see for those people who... Thank you. Those people who uh, think that technology is sort of moving in one direction, which is more more functionality, more uh, integration with our lives, and you guys have come up with a product which kind of goes in the complete opposite direction. Do you think that would be fair to say? Yeah, actually a lot of press um, uh, mentioned us as anti-smartphone, but you know, we always wanted to clarify that we're not anti technology or anti-smartphone, which is trying to, you know, be more human about how we approach technology, um, mm-hmm. specifically the smartphone that we all have 24-7. Yeah, I understand that. So can you give us some background background to yourself and how this concept came about? Yeah, of course. So um, my background is in design and design research. Um, four years ago, Away five years ago, um, I quit my job um, and joined this incubator that Google started uh, in New York, specifically for designers, just because you know they they think that the hypothesis is that they think designers, uh, when you put designers on the founding table, that the product we created with empathy uh, can really create social impact. So we were uh, my co-founder Joe and I met in a space and we were encouraged to do mobile app, you know, just like any other startup. Yeah. So, but very soon that we realized um, for both of us that creating another app is the last thing we want to do. Yeah, we were doing research about how human, how people interact with, with, with smartphone and we just kind of freak ourselves out. Like, I'm sure you see this everywhere, not just in New York, you know, in subway, in train station, in airport, everyone's looking, 80% of the time is looking down. It doesn't, doesn't matter who are they with or where they are. 
you know, it is, it is swiping away um, uh, on the screen. Um, we, we know that we check our phone 200 times or more than six hours a day. Um, is, that the average, and, is that the average figure? Yeah, that's the average figure from, from research that we can find. 200, we are, 200 times a day and six hours six a day on hours. average. I mean, with teenagers, even worse with social media that, that you know, they, they could be on their smartphone 10 hours a day. It's just not human um, from our perspective. We can't really stare at the screen 24-7. Well, that's crazy. I mean, I'd seen, um, I'm not sure how much truth there is in this, but I read a quote from an article that said something like, in one week, humans get more stimulation, more visual stimulation than they would have gotten in an entire year, typically during their evolution. Um, and, you know, it, you are right to look at it, to step back a little bit from typical smartphone use and look at it as a, a an alien, I suppose, looking down on Earth. You have all of the, all of the complexity and the beauty and the, the uniqueness of day-to-day life going on and yeah, we all spend exactly. so much time staring down at our phones. So, what what year was this when you first went into the um, into the project? It's in twenty fourteen. You know, we um, we start we started to after research, we started to uh, thinking about how do we create something that create physical object that could encourage and inspire. More people to take a break. So can you, you know, just like you said, like we go ahead. No, no. Um, just can you take take us through the research that you did on into people's phone use? Can you explain yeah. how that was conducted and, and who it was on and what it consisted of? Yeah, of course. I just uh, so we basically uh, invited random random people, friends we know, and we take away their smartphone for say like six hours or entire day, and we give them you know, a flip phone at a time and ask them to spend uh, a whole day or, or six hours without um, their smartphone. And then what's interesting is that uh, was that when they came back from the trip or after the day, you know, like they have common, common feedback that the first half hour or first hour was extremely difficult because you have this, Anxiety that you don't know what to do. Like, there's no, there's nothing on me. I can't, I can't pull, pull, pull out my smartphone and start swiping. I'm getting bored. What do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Like everyone has that reaction uh, in the first 20, 30 minutes. However, what's magical is is that after you get over that formal, you know, the fear of missing out feeling. Yeah, yeah. Once you get over that, what's what's going to happen is you you started to pay attention to to other people, to, to the building, to the cloud, you know, like talk to strangers sometimes when you're waiting for a bus or waiting for a subway. It is fascinating. And, and uh, they reported back, it's like, you know, I have a, I have a, a lady came back saying that's the best day of the, her, her week just because she remembers um, what happened during the day, like vividly. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's definitely a... Uh, a parallel that is run between how much you how much of your day has been spent on your phone and how not mindful you have been throughout the day like anyone who is undergoing mindfulness practice and and trying to be more present 
the first yeah. the first place to look i think that will be able to in, improve your ability to be present is to yeah. is to put your phone down because by its very nature having your phone out and in your hand is not being present you're not where you are you're somewhere else in a virtual space yeah we got a lot of you know feedback when we started life phone you know like the most logical common question will be hey why do i need life phone right i'll just turn on flight mode i'll just you know leave my smartphone at home why do i need life phone uh, there, there are apps out there that that could limit notification or turn off notification you know that isn't that isn't that you know uh, possibly achieve the same purpose that that, that life phone is offering and my answer is always be that we I think we as human we need object to inspire actions mm-hmm. and I think that's how it's also how religious work you know you have all kinds of uh, books and status and and Nicholas uh, it just needs something to to inspire you to encourage you to take actions yeah you, know, you could also say hey why can I use a, a, a Motorola flip phone Nokia phone uh, 20 years ago and my argument is okay so how many people that like, you know actually do that yeah not, not many it's not special like no one really do that because the experience of using those um, uh, uh, old uh, vintage devices are not special. All we're trying to do is creating an object, a brand, and a brand message to make disconnecting, to make you know, uh, uh, stay away from a smartphone special. Yeah. So more people willing to take a break. You know, we're not we're not trying to replace smartphones. Saying, "Hey, your smartphone is bad. Yeah, don't use your smartphone at all." At all. We're not saying that. We're just saying, hey, you know, it's like we have different shoes, different clothes for different occasions. Your smartphone is great for emails, for FaceTime, your family, or gaming, whatever that you want to do, social media. But what if sometimes all we want to do is, you know, take a walk down the street or spending two hours with your family in the park or just, you know, be creative, try to concentrate or... Uh, just sitting on the beach watching sunset. Why do you need a mini computer with you all the time? Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good analogy to say about the different clothes, because you're right. We we have our loadout, so to speak, to use a, a gaming analogy, is different based on what the situation is that we're going into. You know, we wear different clothes and we have a different backpack to go to the gym versus to go to the office versus to go away on holiday. And, you know, when you're talking about a piece of, um, a piece of technology, which takes up, up to six hours of your day. So, you know, not far off a third of your waking life is spent on this one object, making that more appropriate for the situation, gearing that in the same way as you do your outfit and your bags and your food and everything else, you know, you, you are right. It does seem like a, like an odd thing to not be doing. So let's let's roll back. So you've 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 taken people's phones off them during your your research. The people who have had an older phone with less functionality have noticed that they have an improved quality in their day. Was that the from there on did that kind of kick off right we need to try and do something about this. We need to try and mirror the reduction in apps in a device or where did it go from there yeah pretty much we just find it fascinating 
that pretty much everyone comes back saying that's the best hours, best time they have in the whole week just because just because we've been bombarded with so much information all the time. And we and I think that's why we decided, hey, like that's that's what we want to do. You know, every if you look at the current state uh, of technology, right? Everything that everyone else, Google, Apple, Samsung, whoever, they're all building product to move us toward more connected life. But there's no balance. No one's offering a healthy balance in the tech world to to offer a better option. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it, why? Why? You know, the 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 other argument would be why would they? None of the yeah. none of the companies inherently believe that there is anything wrong with too much phone use. The attention economy and advertising, which is what is paving the way for most of the apps that are on the phones. It's advertising yeah. time. Time on screen is what these people are concerned about. So if you can make a, a device which goes longer and more immersively and is more seamlessly integrated with your life, that's more time on screen. That's better, right? You know, that from one side of the fence, that's the way that they're going to presume. Whereas it would appear that what people actually value in terms of what they consider to be time well spent is time off screen. Yeah. I mean, I think it, that's exactly what, uh, in my opinion, that's, that's a huge, it's almost a crisis of human, human being. Like we are so blindly willing to give up what we have in front of us, uh, give up our thoughts, give up boredom that, you know, boredom is supposed to be, Feeling bored is, is how you, you be creative, how you, you know, look into yourself and start a conversation with, it, with yourself. But right now, because of attention business, because of all the business model in the app, not smartphone, app, mm-hmm. all the business model in your app is trying to grab your attention, grab your time so they can make money out of it. They could either, you know, put in more advertisement or lure you to subscribe service. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how company work. But the problem is, like, when everything's doing that, your device is just—it's—it's it's not. It's we're putting ourselves in a dis a disadvantage um, as a human. Absolutely, we're I think vulnerable. we are vulnerable. And I think one of the big one of the big things uh, I listened to what kind of got me onto this this topic specifically was a podcast that Tristan Harris from Time Well Spent did with Sam Harris halfway through last year, and. I know that that was really eye-opening for a lot of people. And for me to see that and to look at the persuasive techniques that are being used by app developers and um, the the companies that are behind some of the, the most highly used and highly engaged social media sites in the world, it feels, it does feel like you're being tricked. It do, the, I know that it's not that there's, some evil cabal of people in hooded robes sat behind, you know, in some dark dungeon somewhere. That's not the way it is, but it kind of, it kind of does feel a little bit like that. You know, as a user, you, you kind of this rat in a maze getting, getting forced around this app loop. And, you know, you, you, before you know it, you've spent 45 minutes in bed on a morning and you're late to make breakfast and you, you late to go and, and do the things that you actually wanted to do with your day because you've been stuck in a loop. Yeah. And, and as a, as a designer, it's like when, you know, when we design app, if we were to design app, 
you always want to make sure like every step away is enticing. You create this page, the next page, like all makes sense, all interesting. So people spend more time on your app. They follow through, complete your process. You know, as a designer, that's how we design. If we're, if we're designing app, that's how we design app. And, and that's why business, and that's how business model in the app uh, benefit from it too. Absolutely. We're just, we're just so vulnerable uh, uh, as human that uh, I think with life from that we wanted to also you know start a conversation of you know why can we have different options right why can why can we uh uh, uh our with uh, our smartphone and just you know use something else um so that we won't be hijacked we're using something that that actually designed to respect us you know it's not designed to grab your time, attention, or, uh, you know, make you spend more money on it. They just want to sell you something. Yeah. Why can, why can we design something beautiful and I respect humans' time? Yeah. Uh, I think I think what's interesting is that there's, there's kind of two two sides to, to looking at this, or three sides, should I say, to looking at this um, at this problem, as far as I can see. One of them is what Tristan Harris appears to be focusing a lot of his time on, which is coming at it from an ethical design perspective. So he's trying to have a change in the culture on a designer's side so that they're thinking about what they're doing with the apps. I think on another side, there is tactics that normal people and normal smartphone users can use in terms of reducing their time on screen or improving the quality of their time on screen. And then there appears to be a third a third side of that, which is looking at solutions to the smartphone u- to smartphone use overall, and I think that to me that appears to be where the light phone fits in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Tristan's approach is very interesting, and then it, it might be able to create might be able to create a long term impact. Uh, but in my opinion, you know, it's it's that it's the business model that drove uh, the addictiveness of our app. It's not a designer. It's like if if there's no you know if business model is not trying to force you to spend more time, enticing you to spend more time and make make money, designer won't do that because they won't you know usually designer is following what company's policy and they're usually not the one making the final decision. So you're saying so, you're saying that for as long as the attention economy is driving revenue through time on screen, the app developers are going to continue to do that. So all they're doing is meeting a brief, right? Yeah, and you also have an app. Uh, you just within the ecosystem, the uh, smartphone app. It, it will be uh, so. There's a psychology study that we um, that we uh, learn that uh, only the presence, just the presence of your smartphone on the table, changed our conversation. You and me. If I, if if I'm sitting right across you and I have my phone out, that changed our conversation because we you we both expect our conversation will will be interrupted we will pick up our phone and text and look at you and talk at the same time we will look we'll look at the notification like i think just the presence of your smartphone really uh change um our behavior that's so, so interesting we, yeah it's crazy how smartphone immer- uh, immersed into our daily life and it's also fascinating how we are not fighting back. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think what's really interesting is you've said there, having the smartphone out on the table, you're not the first person who cited this, actually. Yusuf, one of the co-hosts, mentioned this on a previous podcast. It's really funny that you've both come up with the same story, but um, it's really interesting. Smartphone is such a ubiquitous part of our lives, but yet, in the same sentence, having it out changes our behaviour. So that shows that although it's accepted, it's not natural. If it was natural, it wouldn't make any difference. But it's not. It's, it is it is an impingement. It is a restriction on our time and on our normal discourse. Yeah, and because this is so addictive, like you, you can't, we all have this nervous habit to just check it every couple of minutes, every couple of seconds. It, it, it just extremely powerful over, has so much power over us. Um, yeah, we just don't, we just feel like we need to do something else to, um, to help out. I agree, <laughs> man. I, I agree indeed. But yeah, like you say, it's the, the Tristan's approach, um, from time well spent in the center for humane technology, both of those check them out if you're listening and, um, the links will be in the description below. Um, those are, important important systemic changes but they're a cultural change and i do think that that's going to come about through understanding through disseminating information and you know you, you are right that the the economy at the moment is driving people in that direction so it's not it's not a fix which can be reached very quickly I don't think that it's the sort of solution which is going to manifest itself or it's it's um, a destination, should I say, which is going to be reached very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously wish that that could bring like immediately impact as well. Um, uh, I think we, we as human, we need, we need to fight back. Um, uh, um, and with life phone, I think uh, our philosophy um uh, when we started um, designing designing it and, and creating a vision, we don't we don't really see life phone as a solution to smartphone addiction. The life phone to us, it, it, it's actually it's a question that we want to post to our users. Well, what is the question? The question is, when you go out with life phone, you have no smartphone, you have no social media, no game, no message, no notification. What are you going to do? What's important in your life? What are you going to think about? Who are you going to talk to? When you get bored, what's, what's essential to you? Like, I, mean, I think all this profound question that we right now, especially nowadays that we have smartphones all the time, you just you know, take it out and, and, and spend any time on it. Like, we forget to do all that. I think that's like so important to us as humans to, to really have time um, create an environment, creating the time for us to, you know, have a conversation with ourselves. I think, I think, uh, I, know I think that having a conversation with yourself is, is such a, a really important message. We were, we were discussing in Life Hacks 101, one of the, the podcasts that we recorded not so long ago. We discussed that during meditation and mindfulness practice, a lot of the time when you quieten down the mind, you end up having thoughts and ideas that come to yeah. you and they never come to you at any other time of the day. And exactly. that's absolutely due to the fact that you do not have this distraction, this 
barrage of of stimulus that's taking you away from being with your thoughts and taking you into a world that you've seen a million times before. The images are different and maybe the text's different, but the the experience is the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's what makes us human. I, I think we, we just we can't forget about it. Like this that's why we're human. We're not we're not AI, we're not, you know, <laughs> machine. Like we 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 ask ourselves stupid questions. We ask ourselves silly questions. <laughs> we get bored. Yeah. <laughs> we get angry. We get jealous. We get. It's just yeah. Like that's so important to humanity. Um, so uh, actually, we we you know it's been um, three years since we started Life Phone. We we have ten thousand users uh, around the globe, and now we're asking ourselves how how do we encourage people to go light more often. Uh, go like meaning leave your smartphone at home and go out. Uh-huh. You know, how, how do we do that more often? How do we stay away from smartphone? Uh, uh, yeah. So we've well, da- we've danced time. we've danced around it. Can you take us through what the light phone is from bottom to top? Yeah. So um, technically, uh, light phone is a credit card size um, mobile phone that only makes and receives phone calls. Um, there's nothing else on it, no messaging, no notification, no internet, no social media. So how it works is that you basically pair a uh, light phone with your smartphone. And when you want to use light phone, you could turn on light phone from your smartphone, leave your smartphone behind and go out without all the distraction and noise. So you, you are able to enjoy the moment and be more present. Uh, but when someone calls you, on your smartphone, um, the call will get forwarded to uh, your light phone. So you won't miss important calls. Mm-hmm. But the main time, there's no distraction, no noise. Right, I understand. So I've done a little bit of a little bit of reading and, and had a look around. Am I right in thinking that you're allowed to call nine people? Is that right? Yeah, we uh, allow user to uh, save up to nine speed dials. Uh, yeah. life so you got the one to nine on the keypad and you can call the one through nine as outgoing calls yes uh, that's that's the initial intention uh, the reason that we make that design choice is that uh, doing research uh, when we ask people to go out with you know uh, leave your smartphone behind and go out with a uh, flip phone or old uh, uh, mobile phone we also ask um, our participant to write down the numbers they need for the day and no one has more than six like no one has <laughs> more counted more, more number they want to call more than six no one has that like why do we have thousand contact in our phone yeah, it, yeah. and that's why we make that decision too you're, hey, we'll, you're so right you are so right i think the top probably of the top 20 people that you call there the would be or of your entire phone book you're right the 95 percent of the people that you're going to call most regularly are going to be a, a very small number of, of phone numbers. And some of those are probably going to be pizza deliveries and takeaways and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. so, uh, okay, okay. So I'm right in saying that you, you keep your own number as well, right? So it's not a separate phone. It's kind of like a, an extension of your existing phone. Yeah. We, um, we offer that call, uh, call masking, uh, feature in US only 
Um, so in the U.S., when you get LifePhone, you could you know pair LifePhone with your smartphone, and um, and the LifePhone will basically use your smartphone number. So when you make phone calls on LifePhone, uh, it will still shows up as your you know as you, not a different number. Yeah. Okay. So what is the rollout at the moment of LifePhone? Where is it available and where is it functioning? Yeah, we uh, we ship internationally, um, and at the moment. I think we shipped roughly 10,000 plus um, life phones to 50 different countries. Wow. And it is amazingly like we, we learned this problem is so universal. Um, it, it was not just US or UK, it's like everywhere, especially in Asia countries too. Okay. Um, and we were in Hong Kong airport, like when we, you know, meeting, uh, when I uh, went to Hong Kong to meet suppliers. We saw the stickers everywhere uh, um, in the airport that ask people to look up because it's become a safety issue everywhere in the airport. People just like staring at their phone, bumping to each other. Oh, the, what, the, it's such a big over. issue, people looking at their phones, that it's an actual safety hazard. It's been classed as a safety hazard that people aren't looking up as opposed to looking down. Yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> crazy. Uh, we, That's all, crazy. It's, yeah, we all have so much in life, in our life, right? You have friends, family, you have, you know, like trees, cloud, buildings, architecture, it's beautiful uh, 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 stores, like, but we just willingly give it, give those all up. Um, so, yeah. You're, you're really right. I think something that one of my, um, one of my work colleagues said to me about a year ago on a similar, a similar subject, and he asked, what was the last three things that you liked? on any social media. Yeah. And if the listeners can try and do that, if unless they've got their phone in front of them now, if you can try and think about the last three things that you clicked like on, on Instagram or Facebook, I, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, the, you know, those, those things were so worthy of my time that I sacrificed some of my life to go on to this device and look at them and then give a... A judgment of positivity in response to it. And yet upon being asked to recall it 20 minutes later, I can't even tell you what it was. Yeah. We just I mean, think so quickly. It just, we don't, you know, we don't really spend time digesting. Uh, you just flip it through. We have so much information all the time. You, you're um, you right. Know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost such an information overload as people go through, through their phone that the depth of interaction has to be by very nature shallow in order to fit the breadth of consumption in. Do you think that's fair to say? Totally. And, and I, I also think it's because um, it's easy. We always, we, we, you know, we're human. We always want, we're lazy. We want easy way out. That's mm. why we have smartphones. But when you feel challenged, when you feel awkward, when you feel bored, you have, you have a way out. Same thing with social media, same thing with anything. Like when you have a difficult thought, you just want to, you know, instead of like really diving into it, really like think about it, you're just blindly consuming information without even uh, thinking about it. Um, yeah. The, the boredom the boredom thing is a really interesting one as well. I'd seen a study online that said something like more than 60% of people admit to using their phone on the toilet 
And I, I honestly saw that and thought, is it only 60%? Like, I don't know anyone. I don't know anybody that goes to the bathroom and doesn't take their the mobile phone with them. Like, yeah. And that, 100%. that bathroom thing is such a big deal. Like, you know, that's the one time where you probably can afford to be alone with your thoughts <laughs> and we're, you know, we're having a swipe through Instagram and we're doing all, all bits and pieces like that. You think, well, yeah, the, yeah. the boredom is part and parcel and the silence is part and parcel as well. And I, I think that the rates of anxiety, mental health and suicide is the number one killer of men in the UK under the age of 40, you know, rates of anxiety. It's mental health week this week, actually in the UK and in a society where we're trying to reduce anxiety, reduce depression and I'm going to guess that there will be some yeah. stu- some studies that I'm not aware of. Is smartphone use has smartphone use been scientifically linked with anxiety and depression yet, or are you aware if it has? I am not, but uh, I might. We always believe that being more connected won't make us any happier. Uh, looking at people's feet won't make you happy. It's just gonna make you more anxious. You're gonna compare, and 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 for for teenagers, for young people that didn't really didn't really realize that you know the social media or internet is just one side of just one small angle of uh, this person's life. <laughs> like you, you see, you know, you see like oh, I'm always pottering on my face, pottering on Facebook. I'm always out traveling on my Facebook or Twitter or social media, but that's not real life. At that's all. just reflection of one angle of this person's life we as human we always want to show the positive side we always want to show that we're laughing we're having fun no one's no posting on facebook saying my boyfriend just dumped me or my girlfriend just dumped me (laughs) i had a really i had or even on the other end of the scale like you know at least uh, at least that's interesting no one is going on and saying nothing really happened today today was a little bit dull like, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not newsworthy, is it? But there's a, a really good quote that I read and I, I reiterated this on a recent podcast that said, social media shows you the best of everybody else's lives whilst you view the worst of your own and you compare it to the worst of your own. It's the best of everyone else and yeah, the, wor- it's, it's the worst really of you. Help. No, it's not at all, man. So going back to the light phone, um, I think what was what's interesting is there's a couple of uh, a couple of big podcasters that some of my friends follow who do uh, either a phone free afternoon or they have actually created a rudimentary version of what the light phone does by getting like a old you know a pay as you go um, ten pound Nokia phone and they've you tried to cobble together a solution like this. And a yeah. couple, a couple of the issues that those guys have come up against. So one of them, what the the problem with not having a phone on you at all is that I think there's definitely a level of safety of knowing that you've got your phone with you. Like oh. you know, you there may be an emergency, either you needing to contact someone or someone needing to contact you. So yeah. I think, I think going completely phone free holds so much anxiety for some people that whatever level of freedom they would gain by not having their smartphone would be nullified and then probably actually even made worse 
by shitting their pants that something bad had gone wrong and that they weren't able to be contacted or that they couldn't contact someone. So I I think going completely phone-free, because phone-free isn't the issue, is it? The phone isn't the issue. It's no. the overuse and it's the immersion in apps. That's, yeah, the, phone, that's the issue. Phone is, just a, phone is just a tool. It's supposed to be a tool. It's not an entertaining you know, a social media device. It's a tool that you use to talk to people, to communicate with people. You know, and that's what I want to do. Like, it, yeah, you, you are exactly right that going completely phone-free, it's, it's dangerous because you know, what if you want to, you know, what if you run into something that you need to call people? What if, it need, you know, what if some emergency happened? And um, life on to us, uh, we, our thought is creating a peace of mind when you go out without smartphone. So, you know, almost knowing that, hey, uh, uh, I could call my family if I need to. Uh, my, you know, my friends can reach out to me if they want to. But other than that, nothing else. I, uh, I was just recently had a conversation with um, uh, a woman in our working space, and she was telling me that uh, iPhone is like a quarter. I'm not sure in UK it's called quarter. A quarter is a twenty-five cents yeah, coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like a quarter in the old days. I was like, why is it like a quarter? And she was like, because, you know, in the old days, without smartphone, you always want to have a quarter on you so you can use the payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you need to make it. Yeah, that's such a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. It's a piece of mind. Huh? That yeah. really is. And then I think, so the second, let's say the second solution that a couple of people had come up with was to get like a, you know, like you did with the uh, during your study, you gave people like an old flip phone. But I think another one of the issues is when you're asking people to make a lifestyle change like this, it needs to be as convenient as possible. It has to stack the deck in the favor of doing the thing that you want them to do. And obviously, if you, one of my friends tried to do this in the UK and he got a £10 pay as you go, uh, pay as you go phone then realized that because he's got a micro SIM from an iPhone, he then has to go and buy an adapter to make the micro SIM into a normal size SIM so that he can fit that into the phone. And that means like taking his iPhone apart every time he wants to do it, taking the back off this old phone, taking the battery out, you know, fitting it into, fitting it into the new, um, like micro SIM adapter and putting it in. You just think, well, I'm not surprised that he, he only stuck up with it for like, one day a week for three weeks because I couldn't be bothered to do that. It's not con- it's not point. convenient. And the thing is that the disparity between moving from a, a situation of such hyper convenience with Google Maps and Wikipedia and Google on you know on a device to think right, not only have I got to give this up, but I've got to get through all of these really shitty hurdles, fiddly hurdles to give myself less functionality it you know it, it doesn't surprise me that 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 wasn't a very successful approach yeah like i said it's just not special enough for you to actually want to do it i mean to successfully in, encourage people to 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 stay away from smartphone i mean i i, I, I think that's why we created like phone it's well designed it's beautiful so you might you know for people that never thought about going going out with a smartphone might it might get intrigued and say, "Hey, this thing goes cool. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go up." Yeah, for sure. It but looks it, aesthetically the smart. The light phone looks really, really cool. It's just a little bit bigger than a credit card, right? 
Yeah, it's a credit card size and it's uh, uh, a bit thicker than the, the actual credit card, but mm-hmm. it's easy for you to put in a wallet, uh, just pocket, so you don't actually feel it's on you. Yeah. So that's, that's the purpose. Uh, when we design life phone, try to decide what's the phone factor, we, um, you know, we try to think about what is that thing? What is the thing that we always have on us, but we don't really notice that we have them? It's your credit card. It's your ID. It's your, yeah. You know? So that's why we make the design decision. You've to, matched. Um, you've matched the. Card. You've matched the phone with something that already exists, which is the which is the credit card. I think it's it was interesting what you said at the very start about it needing to be something that was beautiful, that is kind of a little bit like planting a flag in the ground, so to speak. It's making a mark and it's you, you're attaching, you're attaching your desire to go phone free and to do less tech usage to something which you can almost feel proud of a little bit. You, you have, yeah, you, you have something and you feel proud of it and you think, oh, this is, this is a, a, um, physical representation, a manifestation of my desire to better myself and to be more present. Yeah, I feel. I mean, uh, it's it's reflected on our users um, as well. Like, I feel really proud or honored that a lot of our customer that uh, who bought a light phone, like they share. Like, it's almost they they share the 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 moment when they get light phone. And and they just feel proud. Obviously, sharing on social media is kind of ironic, but so <laughs> <laughs> you can see you can see the the the, the proud that you know they want to share that. Hey, I decide to do something. I I make this choice. I'm gonna live this life from time to time. I'm gonna use my life phone from time to time. Call me if you need me. Like we, we see that happening uh, uh, on a lot of social media. People sharing life phone um, with their friends. It's just fascinating to me like it's almost become a lifestyle symbol um i want to say um and we just feel really great um and through that i think what we want to do is just to encourage more people to 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 try to do that you know to try to stay away from smartphone which we never do like no one does that um so we want to you know just hopefully inspire more people globally to uh to try different solutions, different shoes, different clothes. Why not? Yeah, I think the I think the different shoes and different um, different outfits analogy is the best one that I've heard so far. I think that what was interesting is, you know, th- there's an argument to be made that fixing the problem of too much technology with more technology seems <laughs> a little bit a little bit circular. But of course, that's like saying that. There is a problem with riding a bike, so why buy a car, or why have a pair of walking shoes? It's the same. Yeah, it's within the same realm, but it's a different, a different route to meeting a similar goal. And I mean, we we like different shoes, different clothes. It's how we always say it. We always, you know, like if if you compare um, um, life on to your smartphone. Smartphone is like a, you know, it's like toolbox again. It's like it's all, all kinds of tool. Like you can, it's thousands of tools you don't need. Yeah. And life phone is a screwdriver. Yeah. So, you know? <laughs> so you can choose what you need. We can choose what technology we need in a specific condition uh, situation. We don't have to take it all in. 
we, we need to make a conscious choice. Uh, but right now, there's no choice. It's all smartphone. Everyone's making smartphone. Everyone's having smartphone 24-7. It's the last thing you see when you go to bed. If this is not addiction, what's, what is it? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so. I think that's, I think that's a, a really good point to be made, that it is, you're right, it's the last thing that we look at before we go to bed. It's the first thing that we look at in the morning. It's there... Uh, there was there was a, a video that got put up the other day of a girl's twenty first birthday, and there was a, it was a Snapchat of her birthday cake coming over to her in a nightclub, and as this cakes come along, and obviously someone spent a lot of time making this cake and organising this big procession to arrive with her, and the camera pans round to her sat on this table, and she's watching her own twenty first birthday cake arrive through the lens of her phone because she's so desperate to get the Instagram story to put up about that. And you think, oh, we've all been there. Like we've all done something, you know, videoing a, a gig or a yeah. videoing a, a concert or, or, you know, something beautiful that was happening. But, you know, <laughs> who's it for? Because the memory of that happening for you will be much more valuable than the video that gets shown to your friends. I know. I know. It's just, it, it's like you go to a concert, everyone's putting their phone up, recording, and blocking your view. I mean, every time I have that, <laughs> I was like, oh, God, like, watch the concert. Yeah. There's, um, <laughs> like, there's, there's a really funny meme that I saw that was floating around on the internet, and it said um, something like, I was sat down on the subway, looking at the man across from me and he didn't have his phone out. He wasn't sat there texting or swiping through Instagram. He just sat there looking out of the window like a psychopath. Oh. Oh. And you think <laughs> like, <laughs> that's such a comment on modern society that that's, that's the weird thing to do. Yeah. That reminds me of a story, a story. Uh, um, uh, yeah, it's a story. So, so I'll, me and my co-founder, we a couple of years ago, we were in San Francisco uh, doing this, you know, retail relationship things. But anyway, we we were uh, in line um, in front of a restaurant, and uh, in the line in front of us is a, a dad and his daughter, and his daughter just you know keep shouting and screaming, saying, "I don't want to be here. This is bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. I don't want to be here." So. Typically, you were expecting, you know, your the dad just like give her a smartphone, give mm-hmm. her an iPad, something to take her attention away. But he didn't do that. He sat her down and actually say that, "Hey, we talk about this. Boredom is the chance to learn." I was like, "What? <laughs> what? Wow. I, I need to videotape this. This is so good." Yeah. <laughs> expect him to say anything like that but like wow i need to give you a life phone right now <laughs> yeah for sure well you know i think that that man's daughter has got a good chance of growing up to be a very mindful and oh. well-balanced human being who's going to be uh, yeah. able to deal with awkwardness she's going to be able to deal with her emotions coming to the forefront with sadness and it's not going to need numbing or hiding away by exactly. by, get, by getting behind a phone so Lightphone at the moment, I'm right in saying that you guys, you guys raised quite a lot of money on on Kickstarter projects, right? Yeah, we so three years ago we raised four hundred thousand 
uh, on Kickstarter. Uh, and then we go on, raise another three million from private investor just oh to God. build a phone. Yeah, building a phone from scratch, like from two individuals, it's just not easy. We're not Apple, uh, yeah. we're not I can't imagine so, it's a uh, small undertaking. So three and a half million dollars. Yeah, pretty much went into it. And especially we both have design background, so we want to make sure like from packaging, from the phone itself, from the cable, it's all you know, design made well because it's an inspiration. It can be a shitty, cheap um, uh, alternative options. Like, yeah, just throw away burner phone. It can mm. be. It has to be beautiful. It has to be inspiring. The packaging, too. We, I'm not sure if you saw the packaging that we did. It's a book. Yeah, you know, I have seen it. If anyone, if anyone hasn't, if you see it online, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we wanted to, you know, tell people that when you get a light phone, you get impression that it's not about feature, not about screen size. It's about the little moment of your life that if you put on a smartphone that you will notice, you know, like a picture of bird flying through a uh, top of tree, a picture of an old man sitting on the beach. You know, we want to tell people, hey, life phone is not about phone. Uh, obviously, we're selling a phone, but it's not about the phone. It's about the value is, the value of life phone is leave your smartphone behind, go out, enjoy your day, enjoy your time, like, you know, enjoy, enjoy time when it passed through, like, just don't, uh, don't occupy yourself, your thoughts with, with fees. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's weird, isn't it? Because the, the light phone could probably be replaced with the life phone. You know, you, <laughs> you're allowed, you're allowing yourself to have life as opposed to a phone. Um, yeah. So, so, where um where where is the so the phone's functional like fully functional with the call forwarding and everything in the US am i right is what about canada what about europe what's the what's the plans moving forward to make this more accessible for for people in other countries oh well, we actually 50% of our customers are from uh international users uh-huh. so for international users you can still do call forwarding the only the only issue, the problem that uh, um, uh, the only thing that you don't have as an international user is that um, we won't be able to mask uh, your life phone number. So you will you will essentially have two different numbers. Okay, um, but people but you can pe- definitely people forward. when they call in, it'll forward on to the light phone. So that kind of doesn't matter. And then on the outgoing calls, there's only maybe nine people that need to have your second number in any case, right? Yeah, and, and we we were like we, we were worried that this will be a you know like stop um, international customer from you know uh, buying light phone or using light phone. But to my surprise, it's not really uh, of uh, changing uh, uh, the decision. So, like, like I said, fifty percent of our customers are from UK, EU, Asia, uh, different countries too. Pretty I've, amazing. I think that you know the a lot of people have identified that time away, time off screen. Even if they haven't looked into this, and I'm talking like normal everyday person on the street hasn't delved down the rabbit hole of persuasive of cognitive biases and persuasive techniques and you know time on screen reduction and all that the normal person i think 
appreciate that they're using their phone too much. What's natural is, you know, there's only really two options. It's either go phone free or kind of get a burner phone. And neither of those are tremendously attractive. So when the only hurdle that you do need to overcome is to have a second number, to me, that doesn't feel like a tremendously big, uh, a, a tremendously big problem because you, you were at the very least, you were going to have to have a second number anyway for the, the pay as you go Nokia, 2310 that you were going to look to use as a replacement yeah you could also potentially get a dual sim card um uh dual sim card with same number i think ah, yeah. I, I believe vodafone or other carrier in yeah. europe uh does offer that um so chris i'll feel bad if i didn't mention it uh we are actually launching lifephone 2 today <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah today on indiegogo uh the, the, the thought is, you know, it's been 10,000 phones in three and a half years. Like I said, we keep asking ourselves, how do I make it? How do we encourage people to go light longer, to go light for good? You know, not a pair secondary device, but how do we do something that, that encourage a lot more people to go light for good? That's fascinating. You know, like, so come on, tell us tell us what Lightphone 2, tell us about Lightphone 2. I, I had absolutely no idea that this is happening. Yeah, so if I use the same analogy that smartphone is a toolbox, Lightphone 1 is a screwdriver, Lightphone 2 is a Swiss Army knife tool. Okay. So the Lightphone 2, our goal is to position it as your primary phone. It's not a uh, second phone that you pair with smartphone. We want to we want to have this device to potentially um, replace your smartphone. Uh, it's a four G critical size phone. The same the same phone factor. Uh, we add e ink as the display, uh, and uh, we like adding a, messaging like a Kindle, right? Clock. Yes, like a Kindle, black and white, beautiful UI, simple UI. Um, uh, we add messaging to the second generation. Um, we are also uh, potentially adding the ability to call Uber and alarm clock uh, direction, but that's it. We're not going to do like, we're not going to become smartphone, but this to us is a Swiss, Swiss army knife phone that I think um, a lot of people globally, globally are ready to make the switch. So are you, um, so when you say messaging, are you talking SMS? Yes, SMS. Okay. So do you see Smartphone 2 as being a replacement for Smartphone 1, or do you see it as being an alternative, like you'd have a, a, a different scales of, an, a, a, of a, like a, a car and a scooter? They perform the same task, but people don't necessarily – some people will want one and some people will want another – yeah, exactly. And we're not, we're not, we're not replacing like phone one. We just, you know, just because we got a lot of customer emailing us saying, Hey, I love life phone one, but can you just add text message? I want to use life phone all the time, but without text message or direction or ability to call a taxi, I can't, you know, go light all the time. I can use it in a daily tool. And, and, and that's exactly how we position life phone one. You know, life phone one is a take a break phone it's a vacation phone it's a phone you use when you're sitting on the beach watching sunset yeah um with life phone 2 we want to create a, a different option that hey for those people that are ready to to give up smartphone give up give up being a slave of technology mm -hmm. uh, 
this is a this is a, a option. It's not it's not old school Nokia, old school uh, Motorola. It's being displayed critical size uh, with all the essential tool that you need in your daily life. Yeah. So do you think Do you think that you guys are at risk of um, receiving criticism from people who yes. who think that it's a, a just a um, a nefarious route to try and sell another piece of technology to people. Maybe, but we, I, I, I actually we have, you know, we when we started iPhone two, we actually did a survey asking our customer, hey, do you do you think it will it will be you know hypocrite of us to try and to do uh, a Swiss Army knife tool? Mm. And eighty percent of our customers saying no because um, they believe that adding adding more features and allow them to um, stay away from the smartphone longer without social media, without um, uh, internet, um, without all the distractions. It's it's actually pretty appealing to them. So, so the extra um, and, the, the extra features net a positive. Yeah, it's 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 the essential tool. Like I said, we're not trying to become a smartphone. All I want to do is to in, invite more people to stay away from this um, uh, from this you know mini computer we have with us twenty four seven. We don't need that. We, we, we have our iPad. We have our desktop. With iPhone 2, you can basically do anything else on your laptop or iPad. Pad, and you, you have your iPhone 2 for calls, messaging, uh, calling taxi, alarm clock. That's it. Yeah, I understand completely. I think um, it's been an absolutely fascinating chat, Kai. W- would you be able to explain where everyone can find you? So the original iPhone, where the, where the campaign for the new one's going to be and how they can contact you online? Yeah, if you uh, uh, you could check out lifephone2.com, um, that's where our campaign is, and you can find our website through the campaign as well. Um, and I'm happy to you know answer any questions um, from your listeners. Uh, my email is kaiway at thelifephone.com, K-A-I-W-E-I, thelifephone.com. Fantastic, Kai. I really, really appreciate your time, man. Um, am I am I right in thinking? Are you guys in stock for the Lightphone One at the moment, or are, are you waiting on a new batch to be delivered for shipping? Yeah, we actually sold out on Lightphone One. Uh, we have no inventory left at the moment, so uh, we've been taking reservations for Lightphone One um, uh, uh, at the moment, and uh, we're also taking uh, reservation on Lightphone Two at Lightphone2.com. Amazing. Thank you very much for your time, Kai. I uh, really appreciate that. Links to everything will be below in the description. Good luck with your Indiegogo campaign. Uh, I really do think that what you're doing is born of a place of goodwill. I know that the, there is a, a criticism to be made. Fixing too much tech with more tech is not a solution, but I don't think that I don't think that you guys are are trying to achieve a, a money making. Obviously, it needs to be a commercially viable business, but I don't think that you guys are are aiming to do this from a place of bad faith. I think that it is genu- genuinely something that's born of the desire to make people's lives more livable, and I think it's a very a very noble pursuit. And uh, I think that I hope that you do very very well with it in the future. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Thanks for chatting.